the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Let me push some right buttons here so that we have that. Sitting next to me is my daughter, Andy, and uh, she is flying wing with me today. And she she actually runs the operation, our operation. Her, her responsibility is from the ceiling to the floor and everything <laughs> in between. She handles all the technicians, the front counter, the service riders. She handles payroll which I think is the most powerful position that anybody can have is, is whoever does payroll. <laughs> and she handles all the vendors and she handles everybody. Although you don't really deal with all of those because we have people that can also deal with them. Sure. But if it gets above the level of some discussion about pricing or some discussion about some warranty, then Andy's involved. Anyway, I'll tell you a great shop is Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They're at I-7. They're actually south of I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Been around a very long time. They sell parts 24 hours a day on their website, and they really have a nice discussion about the benefit of this part or what the part does or what the part doesn't do. So if you're a diesel guy and you're looking for some hot rod stuff, then Strictly Diesel would be a good place you'd stop by their website. They're diehard service repair and parts, and they do foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. They'll also do your car because they realize that a guy can have a diesel car, but his wife can have a uh, Acura. And so they thought, well, we'll just do a little bit of maintenance on the car so that we can make it easy for our customers. So while it says strictly diesel service and repair, Nate says, talk to us about the cars that you have in your family, and we'll let you know if we're the best shop for that. Kevin, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. Good morning, Mark. I have a 1999 Grand Caravan. I need a good transaction shop that I can um, go in and have a good estimate that I can trust. You know, uh, I would call Automatic Transmission Exchange, Automatic Transmission Exchange on Washington. He's one of my best car repair shops list. Let me tell you what's going on. Yeah. In in the transmission industry, we've gone on a 1 to 10 scale with sophistication. We've gone from the 70s when everything was a 3 on a 1 to 10 scale to a transmission today that's all electronically controlled, and on a 1 to 10 scale, it's a 30. So not everybody can fix them. Not everybody can rebuild them. The two facilities that service us are wholesale only. What they're saying in a nice way is we don't want to deal with the customer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, send us the car and stuff like that. What symptoms do you have? Um, I can stop at a light or when I stop it, the brakes, the car will sometimes it actually shut off, but it, it like jerks ahead. Um, and I have trouble when I'm starting to take off. The shifting, I, I thought it was those little, uh, I don't know if you call them speed sensors, uh-huh. that are down. Because I had I, that replaced once before, and 
things were great, but uh, you know, I'm I'm at the mechanic. I want to have somebody look at it. Okay, I I I want you to manually shift the car. Okay. I want you to manually mm-hmm. shift it when you come to a stop, put it in the lowest gear you got, and then you're going to go, right. and then manually shift it. The okay. symptoms you described could easily be an engine problem. Mm-hmm. They could easily be locking up the torque converter, and that's like ha- trying to stop a four-speed transmission without pushing in the clutch. And then it could give you a jerking okay. feeling as you accelerate through. So do you have a general repair shop? Yeah, I do, but it's out in Chandler, and I live up on... Bethany home in like 27th Avenue okay here here's my here's my thought is I think you should have somebody drive it with you before you Mm -hmm. because I don't want you to wait how many miles are on the caravan oh about 150,000 it's 17 or 20 years old okay but it's not it's not like 300,000 or nothing it's like maybe 175 Okay. I, I'm telling you it is my personal opinion that most automatic transmissions are going to need major work between 100 and 200,000 miles. Keep in mind, 200,000 miles is eight um, times around the girth of the earth, eight times around the equator. Mm-hmm. That's People lose sight of what that mileage means, but I would have somebody else. Who we got up on Bethany Home Road? Um, Bethany and what? Uh, I-17, roughly, in, in Bethany. Okay. Well, uh, Kurtz, Kurtz is at yeah. Kurtz is at Bell, and uh, and uh, uh, Action Auto is at Deer Valley. I know that either one of those guys could drive your car, and there's a fifty-fifty chance there won't be a bill as long as you don't take their technician for an hour. Right. Right. That's fine. Uh, so, yeah, and just have them because there's a lot of times that people come in that think their transmission issues and it's engine yeah. issues or vice versa. So just have them nail down. What it is? That's yeah, the question. They just had the brain replace the computer, and when they did that, they actually they did my uh, transmission, uh, changed the filter and you know, new oil and everything. They said they didn't see any, you know, chunks of metal or anything major in it. You know, the uh, the transmission oil was fairly clean. Okay. Okay. And why did they replace the the transmission controller? Why did they replace I the transmission the brain? PCM. Well, they did the filter, and uh, they wanted. I wanted them to change the filter and the fluid, just to, you know, okay. the age of the van. All righty. Okay. Well, I I I agree with Andy. I'm going to jump out and say 50% of the time it's an engine problem, and 50% of the time it's a transmission problem. So I think the odds are, I think you'll benefit from having somebody just drive it themselves. Ten four. Okay. What was the one on Bell Road again? Um, Kurtz Automotive on the northeast corner of Bell and I-17. Okay. Kurtz. And tell him you've got a coupon right. from Mark Salem for $150, but he, uh, he hasn't mailed it to you yet. He'll oh, laugh. Okay. He'll right. laugh. <laughs> so, <laughs> he'll laugh. Or you can say to him that, to say to Kurt, uh, Mark says he has a picture with you at a particular <laughs> club where they serve liquor. And um, if it's true, then uh, I need a discount. And if it's not, then I'll slap Mark next time I see him. So, so next time he, you're telling me I should try to uh, <laughs> bribe him a little here. Blackmail. It's blackmail. Blackmail, right. Yeah, blackmail. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. Well, thank, thank you very much for the information. All. No okay, problem. You have a great show. Thank you. Right, thank thank you, you very much.
All right, we'll talk about somebody else up there on the north side of town. He handles the northeast Scottsdale area all the way from Kansas City all the way to the west side to central and all the way out to Fountain Hills is Blackwell Automotive. Mm -hmm. Tom's been a friend of mine, and we're both cut from the same cloth. Shut up, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We're we're both the same kinds of people. We know right from wrong. Our technicians aren't going to spread manure out and tell us this is the way it is when we know different. Both of us have got 30, 40 years of working on cars. So we know what a good tech is. We know what he smells like. We know how he talks. And it's not a good idea to try to change that, change our mind that you're better than the next guy. So Blackwell Auto, he's at 40th and Greenway. He does a really good job. He's an independent, family-owned general repair shop, I'm looking at, and he has ASE certified technicians. So if you're up there near 40th and Greenway, then you don't have a shop, then Blackwell Automotive might not be a bad idea. 602-508-0960, We got a call or an email, Mm -hmm. and he says, now people have top post batteries. Mm -hmm. This is top post, not side post. And they do make these felt washers for the side post. But are the felt battery rings they push on when they buy a new battery really necessary? Mm -hmm. They push on you to buy... When you buy, oh, yeah. okay. All yeah. right. Well, they actually do push them onto the uh, the five sixteenths, three eighths bolt that goes into yeah. your battery. So, but they push you to buy. Yeah, they push you to buy. Well, they're in corrosion inhibitors, and they inhibit the corrosion. Well, of course, if there's corrosion about the, around the battery terminal, then it's leaking acid, and, and and that's a defective battery. They're also very lucrative. They might cut. I'm making a. I'm making an example here. Don't, don't, uh, don't correct me. They might cost us five cents, and we sell them for a dollar, and that's pretty good markup. I don't know what they are, but change the question, Keith. Mark, do you sell the little felt anti-corrosion pads? No. no. Do you have them in the parts department? No. No. <laughs> do you have them on your old car? No. Does Andy have them on her car? No. Okay. So that's the way it is. It's there's. I don't know. There's a high percentage. We don't eat percentage points. We eat dollars. I mean, that's what feeds the family is dollars, not percentage yeah, points. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's not something we use or sell or and we it's feel beca- is needed, I guess you could say. Yeah, that that's exactly right. We, we don't feel that it's needed. So Kevin, or Keith, that is, then uh, that's what we feel like. And certainly you're welcome to do that yourself. Um, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, and those are good. So if there's ever a time where people don't want to call in, but they have questions that they want answered, we, I think we, we answer them via email, but um, it's nice to get those every once in a while too, just, and we can read them on the show because maybe other people have those questions and yeah. things so, like that. Speaking of that, the lines are wide open. There's five of them, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Gil, did I hear the gun? Oh, okay. All right. Gil gives me an air gun noise. Gil, can they hear the air gun noise? There you go, buddy. That's what we want to hear. And, <laughs> and that brings my attention to, whoo. And I'm thinking, actually, as we're sitting here in the radio studio at the shop, when I hear the gun the first time, I'm thinking somebody's down in the shop yeah, working. working. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to shut the door because we're kind of soundproof in sure. here. So we were talking a little while ago. You got an estimate. It's a big estimate. You can call Andy, and we're going to make an appointment for you. And you have to be here, and you have to have the original estimate, and you're going to go in the shop. We may, we may, 
you know, be a little bit looser on your <laughs> strict guidelines okay. with everything that's going on. No, no, you're right. She's she's talking about the coronavirus issue and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not going to make you go into the shop. But see, here's what happens. You go into the shop and they say the lower control arm bushings are bad. So we look at them and this is what it says. They're bad. It's got to be clunking when you take off or when you when you stop abruptly. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, they're bad. They're, the other shop is right. On the other hand, we hear this a lot, and it drives me. It wads up my underwear something fierce. Cracked. They, they can be cracked, but we want to see symptoms. Weathered. Yes, symptoms. It's a rubber component. We live in Arizona. We want to see symptoms and and. You know, visual. We yeah, got to see the bar- visual plus symptoms. Okay, then that that warrants replacement. If you just have surface cracks, then and you're not having any symptoms, don't spend the money. And we, lower control arms aren't cheap, so yeah, yeah. definitely don't spend the money. <laughs> and, but it's there. We use we see words like weathered, checked, and bad. Those those words aren't allowed in my shop. The, everything is good or it's bad. Because if you're bad, it's good because your butt's gone. Everything is good or bad. There is no standing on the middle of the razor blade, teetering on both sides. What would you do if it was your mother's car? That's what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. So we know, our industry knows, that good and bad are the two words we use, should use. But weathered and cracked and feels bad and all that kind of stuff, that's just not what... That's just not what we're allowed to do in my industry. We're not allowed to use descriptive words that keep the attorney general off our back because we're using words like weathered and cracked. Anyway, we'll be back in a minute. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. One of my employees decided to drive my truck around the corner of the building and scratched from the rearview mirror or the outside mirror of the driver's side all the way to the taillight. So you say to yourself, I wonder who Mark used. And I'll tell you, Phoenix Body Works. They're up on I-17 in Deer Valley. You go east on Deer Valley, north on 19th Avenue, and they're right there. The reason I went to Phoenix Body Works is because of this. I know that the insurance company can't tell me where to go. They're usually going to want to send me to a shop that has agreed to minimize the cost of the repair as much as possible. That happens sometimes. I'm not interested in that. And actually, I never even reported this to my insurance company because the deductible was so high, heck, I could just fix it. But I took it there because I know they take good care of me. So they called me and said, we're going to replace the outer fender. Then they called me and said, we got to replace the gas door and the filler neck. Then they called me and said, we're almost ready. Then they called me and said, you know what? We're going to go back and fix this one area of paint. Okay, fine. Then they called me and said, it'll be ready on Thursday. And then I went there. It was ready on Thursday. And as I walked around the car, I could not see where they started and ended. I couldn't see where the paint started and ended. I was really, really happy 
with my pickup truck. So I'm telling you, I went to a shop I highly recommend, and I'm telling you, my experience there was absolutely great. And I'll tell you something else. There wasn't anybody in their waiting room yelling at him either. Phoenix Body Works I-17 in Deer Valley. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. When you go to the mechanic in here... Pass me the torque, right? Nope, let me have the flamethrower. That sounds wrong. You know what else sounds wrong? When you hear about the interest you're earning on your savings with the largest banks. But with the Marcus by Goldman Sachs online savings account, you could earn much more interest. And hear this... Open a Marcus by Goldman Sachs online savings account in minutes at Marcus.com. You can money. Comparison made to the three largest U.S. banks measured by total deposits. Rates as of February 4th, 2020 and may vary by state. Goldman Sachs Bank USA, member FDIC. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my daughter, Andy. And she kind of runs the operation. Um, There's not really a lot I do. You're not making any noise. No, I, uh, you're very you're very involved, but f- from afar. Yeah, no, I and am not not on the day daily, you know, day to day stuff. And and I like to just go in at night and log on to the computer and kind of look around and snoop around and snoop around <laughs> <laughs> and see which technician got this and what this. Because see, we write on the remarks section everything. We write down who we talk to at the front counter and everything they say. So the customer comes in like that one gentleman, and he's talking about a transmission issue, and mm-hmm. it does this, and it does that, and when it comes to a stop, it kind of chugs and shakes and stuff. I want to see that, and then I want to see the repair match that. Mm-hmm. I, I want to look at the repair. So if somebody comes in, and remember that transmission guy, he'd come to a stop, and the thing would sh- shake and die. If somebody replaced the windshield wipers and then sold them rear brakes, I'm pretty sure they didn't fix that. Sure. So that's kind of what I look at from afar. Yeah. But you've been in this business a long time, so you know the the craziness your dad does anyway. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to transmissions, like we talked about, Automatic Transmission Exchange been around since 1968. I want you to close your eyes, Andy. In the 50s and the 60s for lunch, we had an oil barrel that was cut in half. Mm-hmm. And we'd put wood in there or cardboard boxes. And we'd sit around on five-gallon cans that were empty of grease. And we'd sit around and we'd roast our hot dogs <laughs> on, the fire, <laughs> on the fire that was in this old oil can. Mm-hmm. That's where it started, is Automatic Transmission Exchange. Yeah. They started it in 1968. They've been around a long time. And so if you need any transmission work, Monday mornings and Friday afternoons are kind of bad. But call ATE. 
automatic transmission exchanger on Washington and say, can I stop by and can someone go take a drive? I'd like to show them a problem I'm having. Automatic transmission exchange, who we got on the phone, Gil? Gil? Um, who we got on the phone? Did I hear the... Did you hear the gun? No, I didn't. Oh, maybe I did. Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, car repair, the success of the car repair is dependent on the customer. Mm -hmm. They have to give us something. Yes. We have to discuss the problem. They have to tell us it vibrates at 65 miles an hour. Not that, when I'm braking. Yeah, that's it. Not when I'm braking, but the vibration is at the steering wheel or the seat of your pants. Yes. So there's questions, and there's three answers to every question. Yes, no, or I don't know. Now, sometimes if you've got a, an intermittent problem that only happens on Thursday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, chances are you may be told, and we said this too, you need to wait till it gets worse and easier to find. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to be valuable to you to have us drive it, and we're not going to have one of our technicians take your car home. That's something that uh, is just, I've never liked that at all. So the idea is, is if you can describe the symptoms, and ladies, don't come in, don't let your husband tell you to come in and tell us what to do based on his knowledge. Please just give us the symptoms. Or... Tell, call my husband and have a discussion with him because that happens a lot. And I would say, I would say, with all due respect to the husbands, um, they're, they're right about a third of the time. And two-thirds of the time, we're in a different planet. So the, the symptoms are so important. I turn my air conditioning on, and there's a heck of a squeal. I turn the switch off, and the squeal goes away. But in the mornings, it's worse. But in the afternoons, it's okay. So that tells us we got a clutch problem. And that tells us we got a compressor problem. That tells us the orifice tube is plugged up and we have uneven pressure. It tells us a lot of things. But that's the key is yeah. communication. And another thing we're seeing a lot, or we'll see a lot, you know, in the next couple of months is people will call and just say the AC doesn't work. Well, what does that mean? Does it mean it blows warm? Does it mean there's no, you know, volume of air? You have to differentiate the two because... Blowing, you know, having no volume of air, but the little volume of air that may be coming out that's cold is one thing. But if it's just blowing hot, but you have a good volume of air, that's another thing. Or if it's, you know, hot on one side and cold on the other in the car, on the passenger side, it's cold and the driver's side, it's warm. You know, all of those little things give us information to help diagnose your car faster and better. You can't just come in and say, my air conditioning doesn't work. Yeah. It's not in your best interest. Please understand that it can cost you $150, $200 more for us to drive and find the problem than it would if you just said what Andy said. It, it just blows hot all the time. Or it blows cool on low, but on high it doesn't. Well, it's low on freon. Yeah, or it's taking a long time to cool down the car, or it, it, you know, it doesn't feel as cold as it used to feel, or, I mean, all that stuff is acceptable. It's just clarifying, you know, it just doesn't work, <laughs> doesn't work for us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's right. It doesn't. That that's. But it's not in their best interest because no, there's going to be a charge. Yeah, and I just think that they. Um, 
you know, they're not, don't have the knowledge that maybe we do because that's what we do for a living. And so to them, it's just foreign. They don't know. So that's what they say. But it's our job to kind of ask them those questions to get the information out of them that we need so we can do our job correctly. Here's the winner, though. Go to Harbor Freight and buy one of their little ice pick thermometers. And it comes in a red housing, black housing with a clip on it. So you clip it on a vent. And you start with low and you move through. And you only need to low, do low and high. And just tell us what the temperature is. Boy, I think our guys would jump over the counter and give you a hug. Well, maybe not your husband, but you. Because that's stuff we don't ever get. And that kind of information just saved you at least 50 to $75. And don't, don't uh, I mean, after it's been running and you've been driving and not, not two seconds after you get into the car, because we all know, you know, it takes a while to cool down the car. But two, if you called your shop and said, hey, um, I've got 65 degrees blowing out the center vent, you know, of my vehicle, it feels a little bit warm. Should I bring it in or should I not? You know, at 65 degrees, I would say, yes, let's definitely check it. But if you have somebody calls that says it's 50 degrees, I would probably say, mm, don't don't worry about it. You know, that's kind of within the, the correct parameters that we like to see. And, and another thing is we have an electronic dipstick our industry does now that we never had before. You bring your car in, I think it's $129, $139, $149, I don't remember. But here's the deal. We suck out all your Freon. We look at the book and your Freon holds four ounces. So we look at the book and you only have 2.7 in it. So we clean up your 2.7 and then we put it back in your car and we add 1.3. And then all of a sudden it's blowing ice cubes. So what we've done is, is we've put exactly the amount of Freon it has. It should have. And we've recycled yours because we take yours out and then we clean it and we put it back in and we give you credit for that. So in reality, we're not charging you for all four ounces. The idea is is that we're using some of yours and putting it back. So am I right? 129 to 149, something in that area? Yeah, I mean, it really depends on... That's, too, a hard thing when you call around and ask because it really depends on how much Freon it needs. And not only that is, is, is if they have the electronic dipstick... And if they're going to drain your system and not give you credit for what they took out, but they're going to put four ounces back in. Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference there. 602-508-0960. That's the phone number you can call and talk to us. 602-508-0960. All five lines are open. Gil's answering. Andy and Mark will be back right after this. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. You know how to turn your marketing budget from an expense into an investment? 
Go digital. Want to put your unique message in front of your ideal customers already in the market for your products or service? Go digital. Salem Surround will put the right message in front of the right prospects at the right time and turn prospects into customers. Call Salem Surround today at 602-707-1011. That's 602-707-1011 and go digital. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, some, I guess you know it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. The storks are bringing me a baby brother! We can do this! Together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All about that all righty we're back on the air mark salem and andy salem here i've been in the business since 1979 she has to correct me mm-hmm. and uh, andy's been in the business for at least 20 25 years she started sweeping cigarette butts up on the parking lot when she was a sixth grader and uh, had morphed into um she's in the pilot seat and um suffice it to say that the technician's are polite to you, <laughs> yes. But they they'll, are. they can still tease you, oh yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. um, they they understand. Okay, let's go to the phones. David, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. I'm so glad you guys are on the radio. Talk Thank about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a 2000 Wrangler. It's my wife's car, and uh, soft top. And we replaced everything in her AC system, including had to pull it apart and put it in the blend door. And I've used my gauges, set all my um, spray on to what I thought it should be. 
and we're we're still only getting in between sixty to sixty five degrees out of the vent. Okay. Um I want you to take your needle nose vice grips and put some rubber hose over the two needle nose and I want you to pinch off one of the brake lines. Or no, the, okay. the heater lines, the heater lines. Okay? And then I want okay. you to drive it. I'm stopping the uh the heater from getting hot. So if there's a big change there, then we have to go to the controls and figure out why we're not shutting down the door to keep the hot out of the cold. Another thing I want you to do is, is on its best day, I want you to pull off the side of the road, and there's two lines at the compressor. One's big, one's small, high side, low side. Big one, the fat one. Put your hand around it. Tell me how cold it is. Is it ever frosty? So this isn't, I mean, what did you do on the oil exchange when you replaced the compressor? How did you accomplish that? Um, we vacuumed out all the lines, and then... Um we dumped out the oil that was in the compressor and made sure that it turned it so all of it came out. And then when we put the whole system in, then we sucked the oil back into the uh, compressor itself. Okay. See, we don't do it that way. What we typically do, typically, is is we measure the, the oil out of the compressor. Let's just pretend it's two ounces. The new mm-hmm. compressor comes with four. Well, if we got two in your compressor, we got two in the rest of the system. So we're likely to just add, dump the four out of the compressor and put two in, knowing full well we got another two ounces. Now, maybe we'll put three in, but that's kind of the decision after he pulls the Schrader valves, how much oil is coming out of the fittings. And and now when you pulled the vacuum on it, how did you do that? Um, we had the gate set, uh, had a vacuum pump, and uh, I just brought it down, uh, vacuumed it for an hour, it held that uh, both needles were under zero, and then um, I closed the system up, let it sit for two hours, make sure that I was holding a okay. vacuum on the entire system, and then that's when we put the Freon in. Okay. I think what's in your best interest is we, we need some help, and I think you take it to a shop and you say, I've replaced everything and I can't get it to blow cold. What's your checkout charge? Andy. I'm on the phone. Mm-hmm. I got to. I got an OO Wrangler, and he's already made his wife mad because he can't fix the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. So he says, <laughs> "Oh, she's already listening." <laughs> so, so Andy, what does he say to you to accomplish his goal? Um, I don't understand okay. what you're saying. Okay, he comes in and says, everything in the air conditioning is new. Here's a list of the parts I've put on, mm-hmm. and I can't get more than 60, 60 degrees. And here's the deal. We're, we're, in this, we're not even in the summer. It's yeah. 60. Yeah. So, he, I mean, we got a big problem here. But pinch off the heater line, but just say, what's your checkout charge? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't clear okay. where you are going. Yeah, just I would give them, for something like that, I mean, I, w- I, wouldn't, I would say it would be... Oh. A range. Yeah. I mean, at the most, I would say 70 to the 140. That's basically an hour's worth of time. But I think it's going to be something a lot more simple than that. And so we got to find it, and then we got to fix it. Yeah. So there's two things here. 
and we don't know if you got the the freon right, but certainly our guys would be able to quickly determine if the freon level's right, and they would quickly determine if you've got too much oil in the system and stuff like that. And and you sound, uh, you know, mechanically inclined, so you sound like you know what you're talking about. But I will say that there's a lot of customers that come in that say. I've replaced everything on my AC system, and to them, that's like the compressor yeah. <laughs> or an AC hose or, you know, things like that. So in our industry, I think we just kind of ask more questions. What does that include? You know, what, what does that mean? Because there's so many components to the AC system, as you know. But he said, he said Blendor. He mm-hmm. talked about flushing the lines. He talked about trying to get the refrigerant right. Yeah, so I think he's done a lot more than just, you know. Right. But, but he talks about the Blendor. But do you really know what the Blendor does? Absolutely. It goes off the two sides. I I pulled the entire dash apart, put a new Blendor in because our um, shaft on the original one, which is, you know, 20 years old, had snapped in half. He, He put the dash back together. And, and the car's running again. Yeah. So, okay. so you know what you're doing. Okay, but wait, well, wait a minute. What I'm thinking is, is the Blendor is only one half of the whole system. Sure. So there's controls on the air conditioning and the climate controls yeah. that actually make that, and that's three position. Well, actually, it's more than three. It could be five. So we got full shut and full open and then sure. everything in between. Sure. So if he asks for 70 degrees, it might be in the middle, giving him a little cold and a little warm. Yeah. But if he pinches off that line then I think that's the first place to start is sure. let's pinch off one of the heater lines, heater hoses, and let's go drive it and see if we got it. Yeah. So anyway, good luck, in, uh, David, and, and I hope your wife um, still loves you at the end of this conversation. <laughs> and, and because of that, we're going to Kathy right now. <laughs> Kathy, good morning. How can we help you? Good morning. Um, I've got a 99 Dodge 3500 Ram um, club cab, and I've had it too. I don't I can't even tell you how many mechanics in how many different states. If you let the fuel get below a quarter of a tank and turn the truck off, when you turn it back on, it will not shift out of first. If it's an automatic transmission. If you turn it off or leave it on, it doesn't matter. Add more fuel, it shifts fine. I have no idea. I duplicate that every single time. Okay. That is. Uh, it, it, it the the real question is is not the fuel. The real question is is what is it missing when it doesn't run? That's the real question. You've tied it to the level of the fuel, and of course, at the end of the day, we'll know if that had something to do with the problem. But in reality, a no start or a crank but no catch, I need fuel and air. That's all I need, well, and that, I need timing. It, it starts fine. It just won't shift out of park. She can't get okay. it out of park. So you can't move and it from park? No, I can move it. it. I can move it to drive. It's an automatic transmission. But then the truck itself will not shift out of park. If I get below a quarter of a tank of fuel and do not turn the truck off, it continues to run fine. Okay. I, I, I don't, I, I've never seen that before. I mean, I've no, never heard of that says. before. But but um, you 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 want an answer, and I don't think you're going to get an answer until it's fixed. And I, I you know my advice is don't hold everybody to the three, four, five other guys that have tried and couldn't. 
the the real question is is why won't it shift out? You, we can answer the question why it's tied to the fuel after we fix it. And and you're able to duplicate it all. Like have shops actually duplicated it? They just can't find it. Yep, they've duplicated it. Okay. Dealership hmm. tab, um, private shop tab, is a lonely shop tab, and they have no idea. I was hoping mm-hmm. you guys have seen it before. No, no. I, I don't know anybody that's seen it. Um, oh, I am surrounded by Ram trucks. So there's I, I a have lot. another Ram truck. I've always had Ram trucks, and this is the okay. only one that does it. Yeah. Well, again, you're the first person that's ever. I, I've been in this. I'm 65 years old. I've been a master for 35 years. I've never heard of any car with the symptoms you're describing. Um, it there's got to be a simple reason. The question is: is is the command going to the transmission to shift into second gear, and is the speedometer reporting the right speed? And maybe this has nothing to do with the fuel, which I think is the case. But I think there's an issue with the controller, and it won't let it shift out of first gear because I don't know why. The computer has to see the RPM and has to see speed in order to shift from first to second. So, and it has right. to see throttle activity. So right. I don't know I, uh, what. Trans- how about strictly diesel up north? In Flagstaff? No, no. Um, on uh, what is it? Um, Pinnacle there, Peak no, and I ten. Uh, I think no. Hold on, we're looking uh, oh yeah, for it. Pinnacle Peak, Peak. in this a seventeen area. Yeah. I would call Nate at strictly diesel. I forget the fuel thing. Just say there are intermittently times where it. I can put it in first gear and it won't shift out of first gear. Then if, if if he can't if he's never seen it, that's the real key there. Have you ever seen this? Then I'd go to automatic transmission exchange and ask him, why won't it shift out of first? I can demonstrate it to you. But I can it only show it. Does it when I turn it off? Okay, below. okay. All right. Kathy, thank you very much. I've given you the very best advice I can give you. Um and, and I I cannot tie the two of them together and I don't think that's important. I think when somebody fixes it, they'll have a reasonable explanation. But to use the fact that the, it, this fuel level problem is causing the problem is just a waste of time. So it's kind of like, I got a problem with my hip, but uh, my left ear rings when I do that. Well, how about we just take a, problem, take a look at the hip and then we'll deal with the ear ringing later. Hey, Terry, good morning. Terry, how can I help you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. We're going to take a break, but Terry, you stay right there, and we'll be back in a minute. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flap. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? 
Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies. Come on and clean up the mold. Clean up the mold. Mold can trigger asthma in kids young and old. Come on and clean up the mold. Clean up the mold in your house. This song may be fun, but childhood asthma is not. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as cleaning up the mold and mildew in your house. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome back, everybody. 47 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Just like we promised, we're going to go to Terry Butt, uh, 602-508-0960. We're probably going to be able to get one more caller in. We, lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. Terry, thank you for holding during the commercial break. How can I help you? Yeah, I've got an 03 uh, small Chevy S10. Okay. And the ABS lights, both of them. Come on only... Only when the thermostat hits 195. So if you keep it cool, nothing, you know, no lights on. Okay, now, are you talking about the temperature gauge on the dashboard once it hits 195? Yeah, when the thermostat opens. Okay, okay. But I, I, as far as that having anything to do with ABS, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I can't make the connection either, Terry. Um, I... I the ABS and the and the cooling system and the thermostat operation and the radiator and the cooling fan and all that kind of stuff has has no effect on your ABS. I think what I now you talk about both lights. You probably have a red brake and a red ABS. Yes. Uh, red, maybe one of them's orange. I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I would just deal with that. Mm-hmm. So you just take it in and say, what's your checkout? And I, I, Andy said it before, 70 to 140. It's going to be somewhere. Everybody's going to be different. But what we prefer to do is give you the best and the worst. Okay, so it, it's And it's not going to be less than 70, and it's not going to be one. But this is one of those things. Cross your fingers every once in a while, maybe once a week, it costs a hundred and eight dollars and fifty cents to find it, and two dollars to fix it. I uh, know. <laughs> so, and then I'm I'm thinking that what you've got is a wheel cylinder or a, a wheel sensor, and on on because you probably have ABS. And yes, if yes, if that and... if that's the case, then when the computer loses sight of the speed of one of the wheels, it'll turn that light on. The 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 brake light. I don't know, but I think I'd go after the ABS first to see if that repair fixed the brake. But I certainly wouldn't do both of them at the same time. My personal opinion is is we're going to chase one and then the other. Yeah, and, you can get on a freeway before the thermostat opens, and without ever touching the brakes, it just comes on when when you see the temperature gauge hit about 195. Yeah. Okay, and and that's got to be a wheel a wheel sensor. The key words there you said is you get on the freeway without touching the brakes. Yeah, never touching them. Okay. Right. 
Um, I see. I'd like him as a customer because that's a really good hint. Yeah, that's a really good hint. What part of town do you live in? Scottsdale. Uh, 80, I, I used to hang around with old Mike and Leon down at Tri City. Oh, oh boy, you're an old timer. <laughs> they opened. You <laughs> know what? They worked over on Seventh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The guy that got killed up in Utah. I can't remember his name now. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I you can't know, remember his name. I dealt with Mike and Leon in ni- since 1973. Yeah. And and let me tell you what happened. I had this 70 Chevelle, and it had a four-speed, and it was faster than lightning. Yeah. So I had four, three big guys in the car, and I'm not no spring chicken. So I'm driving, and there's Mario, and then there's Gregory, and then there's somebody else. So there's bi- four, lo- there's lots of meat on this car, and I decide that I'm going to show them how bad this Chevelle is with a 396, and I take her up in first gear, and I slam second gear and leave the transmission all over the street. Yep. So I'm I'm sweating bullets, and so I put it all back together, and I take it over to Mike and Leon and say, can you do anything for me? And they said, yeah, we can slap you in the head. <laughs> so anyway, they fixed my transmission, and since that day, we opened up our garage in 1979, and I've done business with them until it changed hands. Yeah. But nevertheless... Um, if you're if you're over there near Carol Bell's shop at 87th uh, Street and uh, McDowell, he's a good guy. Yeah, I I hang out and have a beer right across the street. From yeah, well, just and and, and who it's um, who's the Craig and his wife Vicky yeah. Vicky Craig and Vicky. You just people. tell Craig Mark Salem says he, that he doesn't have a prayer in hell of fixing your car or diagnosing it and see what he says. Yeah, he's been there a long time since that was a gas station. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're right, and and his and it's it's Vicky's dad that um, started it. No, it isn't. It. It's Craig's dad that started it. It's because his name is Craig. It's Vicky Bell. I don't know. No, Craig, it's they're yeah. both Bell. Well, yeah, anyway, it's probably Craig's dad. Yeah, Carol and his wife's phone. Her name was right on the Elaine. I think it was Carolyn and Lane. They've been around gas stations since um, Texaco was a baby. So, yes, yeah. we're all part of that same group, Terry. We're, and you're part of it, too. Me, so, Yeah. I'm older than you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people that are older than me. But there, I, there's a lot of people, like you say, there's a lot of people that are younger than me. But, you know, the gray hair tells people that we've been around the block a couple of times. So that uh, yep. that's a good thing or the lack of hair tells them even better that we've been around yeah, the block a couple times yeah, yeah. <laughs> all righty terry thank <laughs> you very much thank right. you very much when it comes what we got we have another caller did i hear the gun yes we do that was that would be larry larry good morning good morning how are you i'm good thank you for asking uh so i got a question i've got a 15 hyundai elantra okay. and uh it doesn't really seem to matter if it's hot or cold um, and it doesn't do it every time. When I turn the key on to start the car, uh, it will backfire through the exhaust. And it does it probably six out of every ten times I start it, cold or hot. No check engine light. It runs perfect. Uh, fuel economy has not changed. Any ideas what could cause that? You covered just about all the bases I was mm-hmm. going to cover. Yeah. Um, it, it only backfires once. Like I hit the key and it'll boom. Just, I mean, instantly, as soon as I touch the key, it'll backfire one time out the exhaust. Okay. Is it a thunderous backfire or not? No. Okay. Okay. I think what you should do if you want to work on this yourself is uh, if it does it every morning, um, 
lift up the hood and carefully with the rag and the key in your pocket, carefully with the rag, squiggle and turn left and right the boot on one of the spark plugs. Okay? Okay. And then you start it up. If it backfires tomorrow, we're going to try a different spark plug. The question really is, is which cylinder, and you and the key word you said is it only does it once. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's got one cylinder there, and I don't know why this is happening, but I think the first step in the diagnosis is find out which cylinder is causing this. So if you say, I disconnected all the spark plugs, and they bow, 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 bow every morning, but when I did number three, it hasn't, I disconnected before I started, and it never happens. Now, the only other thing I can think of is we have primary system on the ignition and secondary, and the secondary is the spark that makes you cry. Um, If we've got some kind of a contact where we're sending spark down a wire where we really shouldn't because they're loomed or tied together, that could be it. And if you find that three or four or five of them are all tied together, then spread them out and see what happens. The other thing you can... Go ahead. Yeah, by removing a spark plug boot, are you thinking maybe it's a bad boot? Because it's a, a coil-on plug uh, oh, okay. situation. Okay, okay, coil over, they call that, coil over. Now you okay. can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. But one of the things you could do if you want to is take the little screws out, pop the coil out, and the little bitty spark plug boot that's on there, pull the spark plugs out and look to see if any of them are different. See if okay. one of them's black and the rest are tan. Um, maybe run a compression test. The other thing, how many miles are on the Elantra? Uh, maybe 90. Okay. I'm just wondering if it's got one of the intake valves that's sticking open. And um, probably, if it were mine, I'd probably take the valve cover off of it and just tap each one of those rockers gently and see if any of them sound different. You can imagine that you're going to hit it. Uh, and you're going to roll the, the, the cam off so you're on the low side of the lobe as you do this. But we just take a hammer and gently hit the, the rocker assembly, and we can hear the valve open and then snap shut. Maybe a valve, I'm, as I sit here and talk to myself, maybe a valve adjustment would be the appropriate thing. But okay. the electronic coil, you can disconnect the, the wire to the coil that sits over the spark plug, and that would disable that cylinder. I do have an extra set of coils, or I have two extra coils. I might just put one of those on, cylinder one, cylinder two, cylinder three, and over a four-day period, uh, see if that makes a difference. Well, here's the reason I'm telling you to take the coils off. I want to take the spark away from a cylinder one at a time. Okay. Because if I take the spark away and you don't have the explosion, then I know that the problem is related to that cylinder. So the, okay. the, 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 that the, what we talked about, and it was my fault, that's a diagnostic process. We're going to try to find this, the, the cylinder affected by that. So, okay. All righty. All right. All right. Gary, Thank that's you, the best sir. I can take. Thank you very much. That's a, that's a really unusual one. Mm-hmm. In all my years, I've never had anybody actually have that symptom. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have the symptom. Um, it's it's really a, a situation where he does, but I don't I don't even have a clue. I'm kind of thinking out loud that we got to isolate the cylinder. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't find it, I'm sure if you left it overnight at at a shop for a shop to start cold, yeah. like he's describing, because that's what you have to do. I mean, if it's only happening one time and it's the first start of the day, there's an explosion that's happening, and we need air, fuel, and spark. And the only way we can pop out that tailpipe and backfire real bad is we have air, fuel, and spark. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But anyway, if you have an email question, mark at salemboysauto.com. 
Mark with a K at SalemBoysAuto.com. My daughter Andy's been with me on the show. She runs the operation. So if you have any questions, you're certainly welcome to call Salem Boys Auto and talk to Andy. Until then, wear your seatbelt, don't drink and drive, and don't criticize your wife when she's driving because that's just simply a bad idea. And I speak from experience. <laughs> 